Welcome to 27 Speaks, a weekly podcast with the staff of the Express News Group who share their insights into the latest stories making news on the East End of Long Island. Today's episode is No Comments. 27 East gets rid of comments on its website. So I figured for this week's episode, it makes sense to not introduce ourselves. And the reason is we're talking about anonymous comments, but we really will introduce ourselves. So with us today in the room is... Hi, I'm Bill Sutton. I'm the managing editor and director of digital media. And Georgie. Hi, I'm Catherine Manu, otherwise known as Georgie, and I am the publisher of the Express News Group. Brendan. I'm Brendan O'Reilly, and I'm the Features Editor. And finally, Joe. I am Joe Shaw, and I am the Executive Editor of the Express News Group. And my name is Annette Hinkle. I am the Arts and Living Editor of the Express News Group. Um, So this is an interesting week. It's sort of a big week, especially for the Press News Group, because we have decided that we will no longer publish anonymous comments on the website. I know a lot of people had hoped that this would be coming a lot sooner. And Georgie, you know, the Express for a long time hasn't had anonymous comments while the press did before we all were one big happy family. To start, I've never wanted anonymous comments on any of our news websites. I've talked to Joe about this for years prior to the merger, just as a colleague. We were able to switch our commenting at sagharborexpress.com to a system where you had to sign in through Facebook or Google. So, I mean, certainly there are going to be people who are going to create false accounts, but you know, you're going to have to kind of jump through some hoops and that gave me a certain level of comfort. Now to be clear, the web traffic on sagharborexpress.com is minuscule compared to 27 East. So I appreciate it's a a different machine. It's also a different kind of website. sagharborexpress.com is a WordPress site which is pretty easy to navigate. 27 East is, you know, a really um, complicated big website. So, you know, it, I think that there were some challenges there, but Joe can speak to that. So at the Express, I, the minute I found out I could get rid of anonymous comments, we did. Um, I've always just felt like, kind of like a letter to the editor where we demand a name and, you know, a, a location and, We'll sometimes follow up if we don't think that that's accurate. I feel like if people are going to say what they think about a topic, they should put their names on it. So that's always been my position. Of course, when we came into, you know, the Express News Group and we merged and we took over that company, Gavin and I weren't going to, you know, rock the boat on everything right away. But it was something that I wanted to deal with eventually you know, within the first couple of years of owning the company, we just decided last week that now was definitely the time. So do you feel like there was a specific episode or incident that sort of finally kicked it into full gear here? Well, it was interesting. We were actually recording the podcast last week and um, I forget who it was that brought it up. It was Alec, our intern. Was it Alec, our intern? Yeah. And, and, and just brought up the, you know, the vitriol and the commenting section. And look, I mean, I can't tell you how many posts prior to us coming in 
to the company, how many news stories I would go read on 27east.com and I'd scroll down to the comments section and it was like watching a car accident unfold. It was, you know, so upsetting and, you know, there wasn't much in the way of constructive dialogue happening and some instances, you know, and I'm sure these comments were taken down, but there was racism and bigotry and it became a place that I was uncomfortable going. So, and I'm a news junkie. So if it was a place that I'm uncomfortable going, I would just have to imagine there are a lot of members of the public. And we did, when we took over the company, one of the first things we heard from a lot of people were, can you end the anonymous commenting on 27east.com? Now, to be clear, in this case, we haven't just ended anonymous commenting. We've ended all commenting on 27 Yeah, that's, that's actually a point I want to emphasize because I think there's been a little confusion about that on Facebook when we, when we sort of made the announcement that, that we've dropped all commenting on the website. And essentially, I think it's an acknowledgement that these conversations are now taking place on social media. That's a, a key point. And, and I, I don't want to speak for Bill, but I know that Bill and I have, have for years sort of been holdouts where I've heard more about our anonymous commenting on 2070s than of any other issue that ever comes up among readers when I go out and speak with people. It's pretty remarkable, actually. I had always been a holdout, and, and my position always was, listen, there are different levels of, of communication. And while what you say to your friend in a bar on a topic may not be the same thing you'd say if you were speaking to the village board, but that doesn't mean it's not, doesn't have value and it isn't something that, that we can share. I've dropped those objections now for a couple of reasons. One is that social media really has taken its place and there's an infrastructure that's in place there to do it. Uh, and it does it well. Uh, but the second thing is that the the commenting on our website, and especially I've noticed since we did the redesign and we launched the new 27 East, really is monopolized by a, an extremely small group that has become even more aggressive as time went on. And, and you could tell that it had chased away any of the commenting that was taking place that actually had back and forth. And by the way, for a time, I think, it was a really healthy place for people to gather and discuss issues. And I think you heard from a lot of different people and you had a lot of exchange of, of ideas and it was respectful. The loss of the respectfulness, I think, is the main reason. And I think you can chalk that up just to being anonymous and nothing else. You can't be an anonymous commenter and worry about decorum. I think decorum is the first thing to go. And I think that the, the last straw for me was hearing from our reporters last week when covering protests, that people were declining to speak for stories solely because they didn't want to be flamed in the comments below the stories. And that, that means that we've crossed a threshold where it's counterproductive and not just harmless, or it may not be good, but it was harmless for a while. It's not harmless anymore. Now it's actively squelching uh, good information. So we're just, as I think the editorial said, we're just trying to clean up the noise a little bit and, and encourage people. We still give people plenty of ways to communicate and share their opinions and share their criticism of the, of the newspapers and of the website. None of that is, is going away, I hope. And uh, it's just, we're, we're asking for a little more decorum. That's all.
Bill, you you had to deal with it. And I mean, I think that your position on this matters a lot because you were really our gatekeeper. We, unlike some sites, actively managed our comments and would take down comments that that we felt crossed the line. And that's always a judgment call. Uh, not always. Sometimes it's very simple, but sometimes it was a judgment call. But that was always on you. Yeah, I, I, unfortunately, that's how I started every morning was with a cup of coffee and, and reading all the comments from from the night before. And I have to say, even just one day later, I'm a lot more chipper. I think not having to to wade into that morass every every morning and just and just read all that that negativity and start the day with all that that negativity. I I I think that that the conversation devolved and began to mimic the national conversation, and it was just the division there and the divisiveness of two camps, and that's what what it devolved into, and and that was unfortunate. You mentioned that you know years ago it, it used to be a little different. I think that the people who de- who originally developed Twenty Seven East were were kind of visionary in a way, and and I think it was pre social media boom. But there were a lot of elements to the website that were what you would now describe as as social media. There were chat rooms um, initially. There was commenting, and it was seen as this community hub. That was the intention of the of the website anyway. It wasn't supposed to be just a mirror of of the newspapers. And and I think for a while it was that. And then social media came along and kind of took that place. And and what was left was the edges of that. And I saw a, a sharp decline in the quality and the value of the comments over time. And, and that was unfortunate. You mentioned our redesign and we did roll out the new website and we were hopeful. There were a lot of discussions as we were redesigning what to do about the comments. Should we get rid of the comments? Should we change the comment? You know, and I think what we landed on is this, this plugin that's the same plugin that the Washington Post use, uses for its comments on articles. And it has a lot more options as far as letting people ignore a user that you don't agree with, that you don't want to see their comments, then you can turn that user off from your feed. You won't see them. Different ways of reporting and liking comments and all that. And I think we were really hopeful that if used correctly and that it would kind of change what commenting was like on 27 East. Unfortunately, I think that that didn't happen at all. And and like you said, Joe, it, it just it kind of went the opposite way. I think for a long time, I've seen core group of commenters kind of bully other commenters who came in and made it difficult for people to have a conversation. And I think for years and years, there were a group of commenters that would take over one article and just have an ongoing conversation. And it had not a lot to do with that article, but it was a conversation about topical issues, maybe national issues, uh, politics, that type of thing. And we kind of let that go. And and we were kind of easy on that and didn't eliminate a lot of those comments because there was at least some discussion there. But but I agree that that over the last year, over the last few months, it just became a an, an us versus them or right versus left. Um, uh, absolutely no respect at all for for the other commenters. And, and it was just repetitive. It was um, people saying the same thing over and over again. And the comments had nothing to do with the articles, you know, and that wasn't the intent. The intent was to be able to comment and have a conversation on the article that you were reading. And we're not doing that. What I'm intrigued by too is it's not like social media is significantly better because it, it isn't. I think social media is is sort of a further 
it's further evidence that we've we've stopped being able to talk to each other in this country when we disagree. And I think that's a tragedy. I really do. And I think we need to, and, and I've always been an advocate of, we need to engage with people we don't agree with and we need to be able to do it with some respect. And, and it's, it's the only way we're going to get past all of these divisions. We have to share humanity and understand that people may believe something very different from us. It doesn't make them the enemy necessarily. And the only way we are going to get past it is to, to talk. And we had that for a while in the comment. The comment were, I think, a productive back and forth for a while, where there were people who acknowledged that they disagreed with each other, but they didn't always turn it nasty. Now, you know, lately everything was just it was nasty and finger pointing and and just not a conversation. Brendan, enlighten us. There is a name for this. Uh, the acronym is GIFT, and it's John Gabriel's Greater Internet FWAD Theory, and this space dates back to 2004. It actually is from a gaming webcomic and there's an equation and it's normal person plus anonymity plus an audience equals a total F wad. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I have mixed feelings about anonymity. And when I have looked into the value of anonymous commenting, anonymous letter writing, these are debates that go back to the early days of the Republic and a not uh, anonymous speech is protected under the First Amendment, like that's been ruled on. And like Joe was saying about the conversation you have in the bar, you know, anonymity helps people speak more candidly. And that is a huge defense of why you have anonymity. People will say what they really think, and people will give real opinions and hopefully a sense of how people actually feel about the issues without fear of reprisal, without fear that they're going to lose their job because they said something their boss disagreed with. But then we're seeing that what some people really believe is uh, very nasty racism, right? Uh, or they, they might have bad feelings towards people that they disagree with, but instead of expressing that in a way that's constructive criticism, it just comes out as a stream of insults. Uh, and that's not the same stream of insults that they would say to a person on the street or to their face. So what's the value in letting them do that anonymously? And they have other places where they could do that anonymously. We just don't need to provide them the forum uh, where we become the place where they get to misbehave. And another thing about that that I, that I sort of need to say is it doesn't mean we're never going to allow people to anonymously comment in the future. We may solicit anonymous comments on an issue. If we can do that by email, we can do that in other ways. We can give people cover to, to be able to speak candidly when we think it's appropriate. We haven't changed our newsroom policy where we will allow anonymous sources in, in the rare instance when, when they're necessary. Uh, we still take anonymous news tips. It's not that anonymity in and of itself is, is a bad thing. I think it's, it's something that's important. It's just that in this context, it's just served its purpose. And I think it's, I think it's run its course, quite frankly. So Georgie, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about um, once the Express went to comments linked through Facebook, did that change the quality of what you were seeing come in on the website? I mean, honestly, it's hard to really gauge that because, you know, the kind of online commenting we were having on the Express website, it never got out of hand. We didn't have 
people attacking each other um, under false names or, you know, under SAG guy, fisherman, you know, like we it just, that wasn't ever something that was happening on SAGHarborExpress.com. I just had an ethical problem with the concept of allowing somebody, even if it was a respectful dialogue back and forth, to comment anonymously when I'm demanding every letter writer do so with their names on it. Um, and so that's why we moved in that direction. We weren't seeing things get out of hand. Our comment section did not change dramatically at all, um, except there was one commenter, and I'm going to forget their name now, and I really wish I could remember it, but they posted before we required you to sign in through Facebook or Google under this name, and we were informed and we were able to find out that it was actually like four different people all commenting under that one name and then they did have to go through the process of like creating a facebook page or a google account and they did um and it was still those like four people who didn't want to have their names on it who mostly want to talk about the school district um so <laughs> it's a key point that there's no way no way people need to understand that there is no way that people will not find a way around to require an identity to comment. It's just not possible, even via social media. You, I can go set up a Facebook page with anybody's name on it right now. I can make up a name. I, there's just no way to do it. And so, you know, I think part of the equation, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of the machinations that would be involved to try and do this the right way, at a certain point, it just becomes, eh. Let's, it's just not valuable enough to do all that. Anymore. Yeah, I, I saw one one comment on social media today regarding this about, you know, trying to figure out the right way to do it and, and that some larger newspapers like the New York Times may have, you know, come up with some kind of solutions. And, and I don't know that an organization our size, not that we're tiny, but I don't, I don't know that we that we see a value in putting the resources into what it would take to try to do that. How do you guarantee somebody's identity other than having them come in with a driver's license and having somebody there checking a driver's license and, you know, and then is it, is it fake ID? I mean, you, you know, I mean, there's, I, I don't know how you would do it to, to be honest. I think Facebook comes kind of close, but like you said, there's going to be a percentage of people that, um, that are just going to create a fake Facebook account and, you know, and all that. And, and at this point, as far as, as 27 East, I, I think that the well is so poisoned at this point that, that I don't know how you could come back and, and try to, to bring it back. I see the, you know, the comments that we've had on social media today, um, you know, nine, nine out of 10, if not nine and a half out of 10 people are, are celebrating and hooray, and you finally did it. And, um, and I can imagine the backlash if we came in a week, a month, a year from now and said, hey, we're bringing the comments back. I'm, I'm hoping that if there are people that were that were bullied and lost, you know, that haven't been coming to the website because of the comments, that we'll bring some of those people back and, you know, and not be afraid to come in and, and look at look at our content online. And by the way, let's not bury the lead here. I think that our news organization has just an incredible connection to its readership where readers feel compelled to share letters and to share comments and send emails and 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 there is a there is a dialogue going on all the time we're not closing any of that down there's a there are so many avenues for people to share their their opinions and that you know i i've seen the word censorship used once first of all people really do I, we mentioned this in the editorial you need to look up what censorship means it's 
it's not censorship for a private company to decide we're not going to share your comments. Uh, that's not censorship. We have always had the right to decide what we publish and what we don't. We've just always taken a very broad uh, attitude about that. We want to give everybody a chance to, to say what they have to say. And we still do. And we're going to continue to do that. I don't think it's asking so much to say that, uh, especially in the times we live in when dialogue and debate has kind of deteriorated, that we've asked it to, to, to come up to a certain level and that there's got to be a mutual respect. And in those cases, you can still say anything you want to say and we'll let, give you a chance to say it as long as it's not illegal and as long as it's uh, respectful. Standing behind what you say is part of what we're asking people to do. And, and again, there are times when that's going to be difficult and we can always deal with those on a case-by-case -case basis when we're reporting on news stories. But it's just so easy nowadays to speak your mind. I don't think it's asking so much to ask people to put a name to it when you do. Uh, this, this is not a, a, a local problem. It's, it's uh, the nature of things. I think it's also just part of the evolution. It's like I said, that give and take uh, on our stories is happening every day on social media now. So it's not like there aren't opportunities to have that, that conversation. And I'm thinking if anybody has any problem with the content of the show, they need to write a letter to the editor. Absolutely. And you know, let me just share the dirty secret that I don't think people know is um, people have said to me, oh, it must be awful when you get letters that are critical of the newspaper. I love letters that criticize the newspaper. I really, truly do, because fair or not, uh, polite or not, I, I, I love that somebody has taken the time and cares enough to sit down and do that. So bring them on. I, I, I told, you know, someone had a cr critique of something uh, that we had in the paper this week and kind of gently reached out and said, I really didn't appreciate it. And I said, please write a letter and don't hold back. Uh, we deserve criticism from time to time, and uh, we're not. None of this is a move to try and move away from that. Bring it on. Do you want to give the address where people can send those letters, Joe Shaw? We have always given out mailbag at expressnewsgroup.com, but the truth is, my email address is joe shaw at expressnews.com. No, expressnewsgroup.com. Sorry. <laughs> really want those letters, don't you? Send those letters to the wrong address. <laughs> Let me say it again. Joe Shaw, J-O-E-S-H-A-W, at expressnewsgroup.com. <laughs> and people know I tend to answer emails. Thank you for listening. Join us again next week to hear what's news on the East End. Our interlude flute music is by Allison O'Reilly. Our opening and closing theme music is Boysdale Blues, written and performed by the incomparable Judy Carmichael. Listen to Judy's weekly NPR show, Jazz Inspired, airing locally on WPPB 88.3 FM, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. 27 Speaks is a weekly podcast produced by the Express News Group, which includes the Southampton Press, the East Hampton Press, the Sag Harbor Express, 27East.com, and SagHarborExpress.com. Find us on the websites or subscribe through Apple Podcasts.